0: This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Last time on This American Monster. Discovering that there are demonic swarms of beetles that have been possessing residents of Palmetto City, the Lore Corporation team must act quickly before the victims are consumed. When an acquaintance of theirs is possessed, he is brought to the Merry Queen of the Seas Shrine in hopes that the nuns who helped Sundry can enact an exorcism.
1: Yeah, we see you guys kind of drag Virgil Sutherland um, into a room of the shrine. I want you guys to tell me where this exorcism is going to take place. And keep in mind, this is this enormous Catholic cathedral, but it's very maritime-themed. So uh, you can make that more cartoony, less cartoony. It could be more like a Catholic church, less like a Catholic church. It could be like in the basement of this place. It could be in the main... uh, in the main like cathedral hall itself. could be like in a small little sanctuary that's always open off to the side. What do you guys think?
2: Well, oh, we could just go for the gold here and say that it's done right on the main altar of the primary uh, church. And they just close off the church to visitors for the day. Uh, you know, even like board up the windows uh, and they just do it right on the stone altar.
1: So, I think that they've brought you guys. Uh, Mother Thala has brought you, and you have br- dragged Virgil Sutherland into this area. And so, um, yeah, I think this is this huge shrine. And um, she tells these nuns to like go kind of like empty this place out. And you have all these like, you have like ahead of you, these nuns kind of shooing a few folks out of the place. And there's not many people here. Um, I think that this part of the shrine is maybe not always open. Like there are particular services and then there's kind of a, like a sanctuary that people could come to pretty regularly to come and pray. And really they just have to kind of close some of that off. Um, and so you guys have this huge cathedral space to yourselves and, um, to give you an idea of the size of this place, it's it's very very big. Um, this is kind of like almost like a mega church kind of like sized, like basketball arena, like that big
2: blood basketball arena.
1: Yeah, blood basketball, blood of the lambs get ball. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna slam dunk this demon. I'll play Beelzeball. Um, But yeah, so think, uh, yeah, like I said, like basketball arena-sized church, and, um, up at the head of the church, kind of where this altar is, you've got this altar that almost looks like an outcropping of rock that looks like kind of, like, very natural, and the way it's, um, built, it almost seems like it comes up out of the ground itself, and that the church was built around it more so than, um, like that it was put here, it was sculpted. It seems very, very natural behind it um, and kind of like up against the wall instead of just the usual crucifix that would be on the wall. Instead, there's like Jesus, but tied to an anchor. And in a lot of the place, a lot of the colors are kind of reminiscent of like whites, blues, um, golds. That's kind of the color motif that you've got all around you. Um, But as these windows are closed, as uh, as doors are closed and other things, uh, the building, even though it's the day, it's the middle of the day, this cathedral becomes very dark. And so uh, the light is coming from these electric lights, uh, the electric lights that don't seem to be putting off enough light. And then a lot of the candles that are lit around um, the cathedral. What's something else, Alex? What's another thing that we see? a Kraken uh, facade over
3: across the ceiling, um, like dark, um, long body coming across like the whole ceiling. And as you go down to the end of it, you can see like, oh, those look like tentacles. Like it looks like this giant dark mass, like going from end to end. And one end you can see um, that, there are, that there are like tentacles. And then the other end, this, comes to some giant head that's just kind of um just inky you can't really see much of it
1: okay yeah on on the ceiling itself is this huge painting of this uh of this squid kraken creature that seems to be uh like threatening to draw people into the abyss and then as we get closer up to this altar it seems as though um, that is like a point of salvation or a point of light, uh, keeping people safe from this or anchoring them, at least from being taken by this creature. And uh, so we've got kind of a play going on and maybe some of the stained glass that goes closer to the back is like much more frightening looking.
2: It's quite the chthonic, uh church, I like it. Oh yeah. Oh, how about um, whereas ordinarily the church would be fairly well lit, because they've sort of toned things down with the candles and such, Uh, they have a lot of stained glass that's sort of like ocean themed, so sort of teal, like uh, blue green color and it's sort of casting like this sort of somber uh,
1: teal light over everything. Oh, absolutely. I think it's even darker than it normally would be for this time of day and for this, like, it's Florida, it's never going to be super incredibly dark unless there's like a storm, but for this time of day, Uh, It's darker, and I think that part is odd, almost as if there's a supernatural element making things somewhat darker in here. If not, at least more dramatic. So... We've got uh, Christ on an anchor in front of this huge natural rock that seems to be coming out. Uh, We've got all of this like teal, blue, green, um, all these teal, blue, green stained glass windows that normally would be pumping in far more light. They themselves are lit up, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of light coming into the place. The electric lights don't seem to be working terribly well or maybe they're turned off for some reason. Um, And the room mostly seems to be reliant aside from the windows that aren't bringing in as much light as they should, mostly reliant on candlelight. And it makes all the more dramatic the big uh, scene that we see on the ceiling of this kraken that's threatening to um, kind of bring people down to the depths should they not be uh, saved or at least moored to uh, uh, or, yeah, (laughs) saved from being pulled down into the depths by uh, the rock that, or the anchor that is, that is Jesus. And yeah, so you guys drag uh, Virgil Sutherland um, to this altar. And again, this is this like craggy outcropping that you guys can kind of press him against. And Virgil Sutherland is pretty big. You guys really beat the shit out of him bringing him in. Uh, You did hit him with a car. I think Welker uh, beat this guy up pretty bad.
2: Through a frying pan, stoving in his head.
1: Yeah, uh, there's like... Oh yeah, there's probably like a big split in this dude's head that's like got like a bunch of blood is like bled out onto this white stained shirt that he's wearing as a fry cook. He's got an apron on and um, I think he had I think from this severe beating you guys had been able to subdue him a bit but once you bring him into this church uh the fighting starts like substantially more and um yeah he is just thrashing around and it definitely takes the 3 of you to kind of like essentially hold this man still this like fairly large man um still against this rock and yeah, Mother Thala is there. There's one of the other nuns comes in and is like, like, oh, do you need help? And she's like, she's like, shut the door. And she tells her like, shut the door and lock it. And the lady's like, oh, okay. And I think she like does like a sign of the cross and then like closes the door. So, all right, I've got some stuff for you guys to do. I've got a roll, but um, I want you guys to tell me about this process of exorcism and how this works. So Mother Thala has done this before, but it's been a very long time. And I think she'll like, uh, she'll explain that. Like, I haven't done this. She'll say, like reiterate this, like it's been a very long time since I've done this. And, um, and I think she'll say like, and I wasn't alone in doing it. Like there was someone there, was someone there to help me. There's someone there teaching me how to do this. I've never done this on my own.
2: My first thought was like, for the first step she could try, um, she'd have to like finish reading a passage from like her exorcism tome. And while she does that, we have to like apply uh, their holy water to like certain parts of their body like hold them down while she does it. And if we fuck it up, then I guess it's not gonna work.
4: I think it should follow a liturgy which refers to like just order of worship in, in a church like ceremony or service. So, like, there's sh- maybe there should be like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, there should be like some common themes with typical church service. Like, maybe there's uh, a baptism of holy water, or like the Lord's Prayer is said, or like the Godfather, like we have to reject uh, Satan on all of his device, d- devices, yeah. We have to spit him from our mouths, you know, stuff like that.
1: As Woker, Sundry, and Darkblade are pinning this guy to this uh, altar, uh, Mother Thala goes and she kind of like gets out um, some uh, religious items. She maybe gets out a uh, like a different rosary. She gets out like a vial of holy water. And so she gets all of these various like accoutrements together. She says, "I need you to hold him, but I need you to join hands with me." Okay. There's um, there's definitely rope, um, that for the most part has been almost, uh, decorative or ceremonial, and you guys can kind of tie him down, and uh, with minimal attention to it, can kind of keep him held to this altar. And again, he's he's thrashing about pretty violently. And so you guys are able to kind of hold him down as he's kind of like gnashing his teeth at you guys. And um, yeah, could somebody make for me a... Uh, and I guess, oh, with these three parts, each of you will have to do this. So could one of you make a weird roll for me? Okay. go. I get a seven. Seven, all right. So Mother Thala starts like leading you guys through... Um, the Lord's Prayer with possibly Wait. some. Sorry, did we
4: roll two d six?
1: Yeah, two d six plus. Okay,
4: never mind. I got
1: an eleven. All right, an eleven. I rolled one d six. Okay, so um, as as this guy is thrashing about, she starts Mother Thala starts leading you through the Lord's Prayer. It's ever so slightly different. And I'd say like, if each of you, if you've, if you're familiar with it at all, you're just like, huh, that's slightly, slightly off. Is it off because it's an exorcism or is it off because it's like nautical theme? I think there's a combination of both of those things. I think initially she just uses some slight like synonyms or terms uh, that like have a nautical hint to them. Our Father who art in heaven, but mostly in the
2: ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our captain. Our captain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who art in heaven? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Like who um, art in heaven.
4: <laughs> I think it day. is. I think
1: it is something like that. References um, that references God as like a beacon that you like follow. That references. Um, Give us a stay or fish. Lead us not into temptation is not like is like lead us not into dark waters of temptation, like that kind of thing. Like so there's oh, right. to
2: ye rocky shoals.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you you've got some kind of like it's it's the same basic message that's coming across, but some of the imagery is slightly like changed, and it's uh as she's saying this. By the way, is there the
2: nun with whom Sundry is now an item?
1: No. Yeah. So this is this is Mother Thala, the like the mother superior of this uh, church. Yeah, she's um, in line. Yeah, exactly. She's uh, a fairly old woman. She looks to be a woman in her, like she looks like she is a woman in her like later sixties or early seventies, and she's wearing kind of like a blue and white habit. Um, the rosary that she carries isn't uh, instead of there being beads, it's like knotted cord. Um. And then again, it's that anchor with Jesus on it rather than just, uh, rather than a cross. And she's leading you guys through this. Oh, let's, let's start this off. Let's start this off pretty small. So, what is a, what is a question that you have about this demon? Sundry? What's your name? Okay. Yeah. So it, um, uh, this guy like is thrashing about, and he kind of like cracks his neck around, and um, kind of like turns to you in a, a voice that um, a voice that's no longer Virgil Sutherland's, a voice that sounds far more clear um, than Virgil Sutherland's, far less kind of like deep and raspy, the voice of like a guy who's like smoked his whole life, that kind of thing. And he just it like I think it just snaps over to sundry and um and it just says like i am kofiel folks back home call me dag i am wings and teeth i am the hunger i am i am many places all at once i am the terror i am the i am the terror i am the plague that eats your crops and the hunger that eats out your soul And in this economy, who can afford to eat out? Am I right? And it winks. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're so, silver lining about this economy is we got the
4: this economy jokes back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been, I've been like, oh my God, it's been, <laughs> it's been how many years since I've been able to just say that without it meaning anything at times. Yeah. Um, I was telling someone I messed up my bone broth and
4: uh, just didn't put enough salt in it. And then she was like, well, you can fix that, right? And I was like, in this economy?
1: Yeah. Taryn rolls his eyes from the crib. Yeah, I wish, I wish we, we saw a close-up of your baby.
0: Aww.
1: <laughs> 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 or the baby and the cat just both look at each other like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah. So she's doing that. And um and uh oh, I think this is I think this is what it says. It says you know of hunger, don't you? Sundry charms, you know of hunger. And your your sundry's act birth name was what again? It was Harlan Wade. Yeah, probably. That's what it is on all my characters. Yeah, yeah the, he's I, like I could swear yeah. I've
2: heard that before.
1: He's like you. He's like you. It's know either Harlan it, Wade or Wade Hammond. Ah oh, fuck, I think it Which might I'm be Wade sure Hammond. He's like, you know of, you know of, the, you know of hunger, Wade, don't you? You know of the hunger that you fed, you fed one of my kind. Ask him, ask him how much stronger he got now that you, now that you offered him succor, now that you've ponied up uh, sustenance to the th- the very thing you're trying to fight. And I think that this is when, um, yeah, like so, you guys are. Henry snaps a little then. He's like, I don't belong to him no more. And he says, oh, but you've fed him. You've only made him stronger. Walker will turn to Sundry and say, what the hell
2: is it going on about?
1: It's like a long story. But I serve a
4: greater power now. They will like, point to the, the Jesus hanging on the, the anchor.
1: Story from another time, then. Alright. Uh, Darkblade, go ahead and give me a weird roll as uh, Mother Thala finishes this. Hold on, I, you know, I think I'd be
4: happy with sharing stuff there, it's just like how do you launch into like, well, I was like uh, made a deal with the devil, and I was like the devil's hitman for a while. Oh, maybe he... All maybe, in the middle
1: of the uh, an exorcism. Oh, maybe then it just brings it up. Maybe just it turns to Welker when he says, "What, what is, it, what is he talking about? This uh, Virgil Sutherland's head just like, again, like twists in an uncomfortable like jerky way and it says like he never told you i'm not the first one of my kind that he's ever seen deal with the devil how do you think he got so famous you heard that song didn't you you heard that piece of shit skyrocketed him right to the top money fame whatever he wants i could smell it on him right here and now the the soul in that bag of meat is already bought it's already it's already taken
4: I've done been set for free of all that, but, uh, he's sort of like, looks at Welker Shamefully. And, and it's like, he ain't wrong.
2: He'll, he'll say, uh, whatever, the, whatever this man's done, uh, he stands with us now and he's going to undo you.
4: He's, he looks at Welker, and he's like, look, Mr. Welker, I want you to know something. I, uh, I did everything he said and I just sold my soul for money and fame. And, uh, uh, prostituted myself for the devil, but one thing's important to me that you know is uh, I didn't kill my wife.
2: And well, could be kind of taken aback that that's the end of that sentence. You know, say, uh, oh, "Of course, Mister Charms, uh, uh, would never have thought as much."
1: And, Walker uh, doesn't
2: I, currently know who did did kill his wife though does he No he he doesn't okay.
1: and I think the uh, I think this thing will just kind of like laugh a disgusting laugh and it's again spitting and gnashing its teeth and kind of thrashing around um some of the ropes are like digging into this guy's skin and kind of like um leaving like um rashes and almost lacerations on his body as he's like tearing at them Um not, not to like meta game I just want to explain like so
4: Sundry he's been like protesting his innocence this whole time about killing his wife but like when faced with um, the fact that he had this side gig going on with the devil that maybe ran counter to the group's interest he would come clean with that he just wouldn't like in coming clean with that he'd still want to make sure like look I've met all these things but I want you to know like I'm not admitting to killing my
1: wife. Okay, so yeah, so he makes that very strong point of, like, not... He did not do that. Alright, I see that. Yeah,
2: makes sense. I think for Walker's part, he'd be mostly just filing this away as, like, things I need to report to the company <laughs> like, when we make it out of here.
1: And, um, I think that uh... <sighs> yeah. Uh, Darkblade, ODB, that's me. All right, could you go ahead and make us a weird roll, as Mother Thala um, opens this, opens this bottle of like holy water, and she kind of like says a prayer over it, and she goes to begin like anointing his head.
3: Okay, I got a six. You got a
1: six. All right. <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. So I think, I think with a, with a six, you see, um, she goes to like, put this on his, um, on his head and she kind of like puts some on her hand and goes to like touch his head, um, and kind of like draw a sign of a cross on his, on his forehead with this holy water. And, um, I think he snaps free. Virgil Sutherland snaps free of these uh, cords, and he grabs Darkblade, and um, I think he just like, huh? I think he gra- he snaps free of this, and he grabs Darkblade, and kind of bashes him against the. Uh, oh, he bashes you against Welker, and like pins you up, the two of you up against um, up against this rock. And again, this is a man who seemed like he was in like terrible, who'd been harmed terribly, and all of a sudden with a strength that didn't seem to be there before, this guy breaks these cords, grabs Darkblade and bashes him against Welker. And um, I think he just says, he just uh, like looks straight at Darkblade and he says, "I can smell his uh, I can smell his stink on you. You've been watching him. You've been watching his house, haven't you?" Did you know that? And he twists his head to Welker. Have you known that this one's been watching over you, watching over your children, always wondering what it is that you really are, always wondering why it is that you have the stink of death on you, watching Julia, watching Tara there while you're not around. Months it's been going on. That's weird that the thing he said about Sundry was true, because that was
3: a total lie. That's bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think he's, like, smashed, like, um, the the two of you kind of together as this conversation's going on. And, um, hmm, I think it's going to take some kind of effort. Oh, guys- uh, does
4: maybe, like, lying during the exorcism undercut it somehow?
1: Ooh, that, that could happen. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I think maybe this is supposed to be... Uh... Oh, yeah, I, I actually think that's a great idea. So since this is supposed to be a moment where like truth has to come out about you guys, um, what's the negative that happens here because uh, Darkblade is trying to lie or deceive or deny something that's true?
4: Maybe like more of a demonic manifestation in... Uh, Sutherland himself, like uh, uh all these bugs begin crawling out of his mouth or um, something like
1: that. Okay, yeah. Um I think that he uh like under his skin now no longer does he look as, he looked like a man who was pretty fucked up from getting beaten up in a Waffle House type restaurant. Now instead you see kind of these like first seem almost like boils or blisters start to like form around his neck and in his arms and you can see that these uh, bugs have gotten between theoretically like the muscle fiber of his body and his skin and so you see them crawling around on him and maybe even like, uh, like you periodically will see his eyes replaced with one as it crawls across his eyeball and he uh, is just far far stronger than he had been before and he's now like pressing Dark Blade and Welker together, like oh. honestly threatening to crush you guys if you do nothing this guy's going to crush one or both of you, against this rock
2: okay, so I I can try and do something about that um, I guess I'll make the roll first, then describe after tough sure, I well what
1: uh, uh, yeah, well, what, are, what are you trying to do, because it might be tough, it might be uh, a defy danger or,
2: um, well, I would like to get us out of harm's way is like the overarching goal, and maybe to just try and get him back
1: on the slab. Okay. Uh, would that be more of a defend role, trying to defend Darkblade and yourself, or that works? Yeah. Okay. What's that? That is also tough, but just All it right. just has, uh, blah blah blah, mechanical effect.
2: birdie her. Okay. Um, I got. I got a fourteen
1: pretty good oh this guy always so good when you're protecting someone that's what it's called if someone is about to suffer harm and you can somehow prevent it then you can try to protect them when you prevent harm to another character roll plus tough you already did that on any success you protect them okay but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get if you got a 10 plus you can choose to suffer little harm all impending danger is now focused on you you inflict harm on the enemy or you hold the enemy back
2: uh, how about I? I hold the enemy back.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I think this guy, just with like the force of what he's doing, like just the his brute force strength, and now that he's like empowered by, uh, now that he's in Mark McGuire's super steroid beetle mode, um, it's gonna do three damage or three harm. Um, but yeah, tell me how you're able to possibly get this guy back into the position you want him in. Um, or even if not, even if not in the same position, then in a position where this ceremony can continue.
2: Hmm. I you know, like, super cool physical move is coming to mind. Uh, so I suppose just like, uh, getting out from behind uh, Darkblade and grabbing one of the ropes that we tied him up with before and, like, lassoing him back like like sort of like pressing him up against the altar on the ground and as he does that um saying like uh um, it's it's not gonna work it's obvious what you're trying to do and there are no secrets between us we're not going to be so easily um turned against each other and he like slams his head against the altar
1: oh okay yeah you bash this guy's head into the into this altar and, um, it's with a, it's with a, a Good. Sorry. Is this the thing where sort of any technical lie,
4: uh, results in a repercussion? Like there are no secrets between us.
2: Um, I do think that we should establish that technical lies count because if at some point he asks about your wife,
1: I'm going to be telling my truth. Hmm. Uh, I think that I think the like the intent matters or the deceit matters. I think this is the kind of thing like, um, if you legitimately didn't know it and you're learning it for the first time, it wouldn't be a lie. If you were like, I don't know what you're talking about, but if it was like oil executive like, like slippery around the truth kind of style stuff, that would still matter. When you say that there's no secrets between us. I think, this, uh, I think this guy is able to, at first you'd kind of thrown him face first and kind of bashed his head around against this. And I think he's able to twist himself around. And uh, Welker, go ahead and make that weird roll for us. I got a 12. Got a 12, pretty good. All right, so um, yeah, this thing kind of whips around and uh, looks at you. What do you want to know about this demon?
2: I want to know what it wants.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think you kind of like look at its eyes and just more of these beetles kind of like pass over its eyeballs. And maybe as it opens its mouth, you can see some of them in Virgil Sutherland's mouth. And his face is kind of distorting to this point where you don't know if you could recognize this man. Um, and you know that this is a creature, this is a creature of hunger. Um, it essentially wants to eat and to reproduce. It wants to expand itself. It's it's its motivations are actually pretty simple.
2: Okay. So it's not um, like, oh, here's my master plan. It's more like I like to eat.
1: Yeah, this thing doesn't seem to be uh this thing doesn't seem to be like uh some kind of demonic force that yeah has a master plan or has some kind of like beguiling presence. It is this disgusting swarm of um like this disgusting sentient swarm of beetles that uh, is connected and in many places at once and the danger of it is that it like that it multiplies inside these people Um, yeah so what does it want to do it wants to just it wants to keep feeding and to keep growing is what it wants Uh, yeah is that pretty satisfactory or is Mm -hmm. did we already know that though
2: um that would no,
1: not specifically. I mean, I think
2: the absence of any other information, that would be the only guess. Okay. Um, but I think that if that's the truth, that's the truth.
1: It's, it's a it's a creature that feeds off of I think not only like like the flesh of these people, but also off of like their sins and their lies and that kind of stuff. And so I think that maybe that's when you can realize like, oh, lying around this or like the dark mm-hmm. dark aspects of ourselves seem to feed it. Um. Yeah. So I think that that's something. Will say to that. It. What's up? Dark Blade says that it's feeding Dark. off our inner darkness. Yeah. It's yeah. It's strengthened
3: by our lies, by our, by our weakness. We have. We have to. We have to keep honest, guys. I, Welker. I have been looking at your home, your house, and. um <coughs> But it's only because I found a magical creature near there, who's kind of my dad. Uh, uh well, I'm, I'm happy to tell I, you more about like, that.
2: He later. needed to be coming around the house. Honestly, his biggest concern is like, as long as you're not coming in after my daughter. Uh, and he's like, yeah, same same thing. I told Mister Charms these are things we can discuss between ourselves. We don't need this this uh, prying eye around you're like, punch the guy in the altar again.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, he, like... Yeah, Dark Blade's gonna hit him with... Yeah, his, I think this guy... Flashlight. You're hitting this dude in this, like, really... Like, you're <laughs> smoting these concussive blows to this man, and again, it doesn't seem like he's all that phased by it, but you're seeing, like, blood, you're seeing bruises on him, that kind of thing, and um, he just says, like, spitting out blood as he, as he says this, like... Like, why not go in there, Herbert? Why not go into that home? The man of the house is already gone. He's al- He's why he's been gone before you ever knew him. Did you know that? Why he's been dead this whole time. A freak raised up from the grave, pulled out of hell. You know, it's only, it was only a matter of time before we ended up seeing one another anyway. And it laughs. And I think this is when Mother Thal like puts that like cross of holy water on his head and says like, you know, she, she screams at him, you know, like be gone demon in the name of, in the name of Christ. uh, I compel you in um, like, like leave these, leave these shores, like head back to the deep where you back to the deep where you belong and leave my friends alone. Yeah. Darkblade yells that
2: ruining the ritual permanently yeah ruining
1: the ritual mother is like no and she gets sucked <laughs> into the crystal that uh she'd come out of yeah
2: we entered
1: no. the crystal after okay go on anyway yeah but so she she's she's doing that and you see this guy like like retching and that kind of stuff dark blade could you make a a sharp roll for me you got a 10 a ten, all right, and I think I think he's just laughing as she puts this stuff on his head. I think the uh, Virgil again through Virgil Sutherland's body, though this isn't his voice. And as this has gone on, it starts to sound more and more like a swarm of flies that are speaking. Um, and he just says like how how cute, like an old sea witch decides that she can cast me out merely by sprinkling her <laughs> sprinkling her blessed water on me. Like, I'm a creature from, I am a creature from hell. I am far stronger than anything you can imagine. Anything that you sons of Adam could ever fathom. And uh, I think Darkblade, you realize that one of your cuts is glowing and you make a realization about something that's necessary for this ritual. You guys had figured out already that lead and salt were involved with the sealing up of this creature, you realize that there's a third component that's going to be necessary for, um, to pull this thing out of Virgil Sutherland. Blood is the third, uh, component necessary for this ritual. Like Mother Thala is Sutherland. leading, Mother Thala is leading, th- that means sacred uh... blood. Gotcha. Mother Thala is leading you guys through this ritual and um you know that there's other those other components that are going to be necessary and that you're going to have to get those items for this to work we should you guys all the items then yeah oh i thought I this mean...
2: was just a dark blade re- revelation i, I, uh, I, 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 I
1: mean i meant for be it to be it, just a dark for a while. yeah
3: so dark blade says um he says mr welker may May have uh, may have been places you've been, Mister, but he's more real now than you are. And then he like um, pulls out a little pocket knife and cuts his glowing wound, and um, he dips his finger in the blood and then covers the cross. Um, trace retraces the same uh, cross that had been drawn on uh, his head. And then awesome. adds the anchor awesome. bottom to it.
1: Oh, extra awesome! Wow. Yeah. Um, um when Darkblade draws this cross, this anchor cross on um on Virgil Sutherland's head, uh, at like for a second, it's just kind of like this like blood that's mixed with kind of sweat and this water. Um, but pretty soon that starts to that blood doesn't look the way it should. Instead, it's kind of this like oil on water, opalescent, shimmering. Color to it; it's still generally um, red, but it, uh, as as it sits there on Virgil Sutherland's face, it uh it just like starts to glow. Virgil Sutherland starts to like, like spit even more and gnash out at you guys. Um, hmm, could somebody make a tough roll for me to like just further like see if you can hold this guy down as he's like. Now, uh, realizing like, uh oh, there's trouble, and putting even more effort into just bursting forth, like getting away. I got a 10. Got a 10. All right. Um, yeah, so with a 10, I think you can just kind of like power through and force this guy back onto this altar, um, without just absolutely killing this dude. Um, yeah, so we see sundry kind of physically force this guy back onto this altar. And again, this is when we see that. Maybe maybe can I describe what that looks like? Absolutely,
4: please. He sort of like uh, raises up and it looks like he's gonna um, spit out some bugs on on Sundry. And Sundry just sort of like covers his mouth and pushes him back down. Um, And uh,
1: just says like, swallow your own evil demon. But Darkblade, you realize like you've got one third of the uh, of the necessary materials for this ritual. Mother Mother Thala starts like leading leading you guys through like each of you. We have to renounce Satan. We have to renounce this demon and all of its evil devices. We have to renounce the Dark Lord that threatens to drag our souls and each the souls of man down to the depths. Quickly now. Do you renounce Satan? I renounce him.
3: I renounce him. Darkblade
1: will pass the knife over. So she like leads you through, but Darkblade, you know the three ingredients to this. It's lead, salt, and blood. You got blood on there. You need the other two things. So she's leading you oh, through this. Okay.
3: Yes. Yeah, so then I'm just gonna unload my whole um, my shotgun and give him
1: <laughs> Love it. Lead. Okay.
3: No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna get. Um, he's Darkblade's gonna get out a uh, shotgun shell and like cut it open and remove. Uh, some pellets from it, uh, and stop, you know, um, start crushing them onto the brick and then use that on the forehead,
1: sure. So you kind of like bash this into this guy's face, and um, yeah, as you see these like little as you see the pellets of the shot, kind of like they seem to stick into his face, almost burning like brands, and um, that with the. Uh, blood that you had put on his face earlier seems to kind of almost like uh, like form this liquid that pours into his eyes and he starts screaming and um, yeah from where do you guys get salt or how do we see you guys get salt into this equation?
2: Tell me if this is too ridiculous but what if it's from his chef's apron and he has a salt container in there
3: all the salt we were throwing at him we just threw so much salt at him that yeah, his apron's full of it.
1: <laughs> oh, did dark was dark the one who did the uh, the the thing to Lurleen Delwood with the salt shaker?
2: Yes, I think so.
3: Yes, yeah.
1: We we
4: also probably have salt on us at this point, just from preparation.
3: We've all been crying so much. Sure. Okay, so we'll we just. Just like, like The first thing I did
4: was like take salt to some old people and throw it in their faces. So sure. I feel like we probably have some salt on us.
1: Alright, so what I'm saying is once that is once that's the final ingredient that's added, like, how do we see somebody utilize that? It's We've there, seen Darkblade put that on uh, put, like, his blood on Virgil Sutherland's forehead. We've seen Darkblade crack this shotgun shell open and take the lead shot and put it on his face. What's the salt element?
2: Just jam it in his mouth.
1: Yeah. He's, he then takes out a,
3: a packet of salt and tears it open and um, sprinkles it over his face.
1: Okay. Or so, you know, have yeah. the
3: salt shaker, like one of those plastic white salt shakers with the ridges all around it um, that you see at diners. And he just has one of those. And, and he goes to pour it. And, of course, the cap falls right off. <laughs> and all of the salt
1: pours right out onto his face. He's awesome. like Awesome. <gasps> Yeah, it's the exact salt shaker that you had tried to do that to Lurleen Delwood with. This um, is Yeah. And as as you're going to do that, I think this thing just turns and says, uh, like, since Sundry's holding it down, it kind of, like, pops its head up as much as it can. And um, it just says, you think you didn't kill your wife? Your deal with the devil is what... Your deal with the devil is what brought them there to kill your wife. Your deal with the devil is what made them want you. Your deal with the devil is what made Welker die. Your deal with the devil is the reason that Welker broke into your house and he killed your wife.
2: And Welker, hearing that, would just be like, furiously start, like, hitting the demons. Like, that is bullshit. I knew this was all lies.
1: And, uh, it's... Uh, just like uh, Sundry would look at Walker and be like, Is what he's saying true?
2: Of course not. Are you kidding me? Like, how does that make any sense, Mr. Charms? You've heard what he said before. He's just trying to divide us.
4: The rest of what he said was true. I did make a deal with the devil, and it is my fault that my wife's dead.
1: That sure shit didn't pull the trigger.
2: And, and Walker would say, If it's your fault that your wife is dead, then how could I have killed her?
1: And the, uh, again, Virgil, Virgil Sutherland's voice isn't even present at this point, it's just this grating, chittering sound that is like a grotesque mockery of human laughter. Um, and he just then, yeah, it just says like, I can smell it on you, dead man. I know you were there. I know you brought death to that woman. What was her name? Maria? How fitting, how fitting that now you live, now you live among these old bitches. Sundry and, uh, will try to like smash his head in and he'll be like, don't you say your name. All right. Yeah. So Sundry bashes this guy's head in and, um, uh, and that's when dark comes up. He realizes he's got this salt shaker in his hands and uh, he runs up to just dump this on him. Of course the cap falls off just like you said, and it kind of like lands on him. And uh, mother Thala says like, do you denounce Satan and all his wicked deeds? Do you denounce Satan and all his device evil devices?
2: Yes, I much more emphatically do. than that time.
1: Yeah, and um,
2: does it matter if you actually believe that or just you say it?
1: I think no, I think
4: that Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior. That's yeah, exactly. Number this, one.
1: Yeah, this is a predominantly uh, Christian monster hunting podcast. I yeah. know you guys you gotta knew that we gotta, when we start into this. You um, yeah,
4: first first water, then with the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. And we also have like have a your first communion.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is like a rapid. They don't have your confirmation if you're gonna go for yeah. Catholic. Yeah, then you got to married. married you
1: got to have a quinceanera, <laughs> yeah. and then you got to have a wait. Hold on, no. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think that this element, these elements, kind of like combine, and this element of like, uh, tr- those three ele- those three physical items combined, along with this like. The very sincere um, wish to do harm to it, maybe. Well, like like faith, or um, what is what is another term? Not faith, but like like commitment, like your like um, like internal. Um, your chi. Yeah, your chi. But, like, I'm just gonna say faith at the moment, though faith in what is not specific here. But basically, you're able to figure out that, like, those three physical elements and, like, faith together um, are able to, uh, like, drive this thing out. So, like, lead, salt, blood, and uh, faith are able to drive this thing out of, um, of a person. And that's when you smash this guy's head do you think uh Sundry do you think you kill Virgil Sutherland is in this process so Sundry in the moment is acting out
4: of just sheer rage and he's just like you know he hates that this like demon thing keeps keeps talking about his is his wife and worst of all using her name so that just sets him up so I'll say like he's indifferent to it I hope that that doesn't happen and it's very like not something in keeping with what Sundry would do, but if he just like loses control, maybe he loses control. I don't know.
2: Oh, what if like uh, he's beating the tar out of it, and like we realize, oh, it, the exorcism is complete. You're just beating up this like weak old man now. We have to like stop him.
4: Yeah, that sounds great actually. So like maybe like Welker like goes to um, uh, pull Sundry off of him and says some sort of like. Uh, nice or calming thing to Sundry.
2: he just be like, whoa, it's done. It's done.
4: And then Sundry just says, get
1: your filthy hands
4: off of me. You
1: know, like,
2: take his hands off.
1: We see Virgil Sutherland's body has begun to kind of, like, shrink from the, like... Um, jacked up steroid muscles and like all of the beetles and now he just looks like a regular man who's a little bit bigger than normal but who's absolutely been through hell he's covered in bruises his nose, he's like missing several teeth at this point, blood's kind of pouring out of his mouth his shirt is stained in blood Um, he's got like I said lacerations and bruises all over his body from these ropes and he's just kind of like breathing uh, shakily and uh, he like, you see a totally different look come over his face as he like looks at you guys and his voice comes back to this kind of raspy smokers um, voice. He's just like, what the, what, what the hell are you? And then there's just this retching from him and he just vomits up this tremendous torrent of these beetles. And at first they're just coming out of his mouth like, um, Yeah, like he's just vomiting up coins or beads or marbles and just huge amounts of it and his body is just retching and retching and spitting these up and he's doing that thing where when you puke and some of it comes out of your nose and it's really disgusting and he's doing this like 80... (laughs) Um, And so yeah, he's just puking up this stuff and these beetles are now on the floor and at first they're kind of just a puddle and then they start to scatter to the walls Uh do
2: we have anything for this um Fall is getting away
1: yeah grab some we need
2: oh to... can we make like a circle of salt like real quick around this area like before they get too far
1: sure that sounds like a um probably a defy or an act under peril what is it called God, I think it would be a weird roll yeah just weird cool. roll like just to spread
2: the, the salt around, or defy
1: danger, act under peril, weird. Yeah, though. act under. Yeah, you could do an act under pressure and try to do it with with weird or with cool. I'm fine with either one.
2: All right, Given the choice. Dark bleed. Eight.
1: Got an eight. Nice. Maybe sundry throws you that that salt, or you and sundry kind of like try to sprinkle enough salt around this place um, that these beetles. Uh, you just hear like you just heard that terrifying like chittering voice just say to you you
0: boys could have had it an easy way you boys could have just left your left town moved on someplace taken your family and gone had a nice life for the time you had left but I guess not you're too busy wanting to be lunch aren't you
1: okay and I think Carl you are gonna be the target of this since you were the one who made that role okay. As you're, as you're doing this, you find that you're on the inside of this salt circle with this thing. Oopsie doopsie. Yeah, oopsie doopsie indeed. And just this swarm of beetles just like flocks to you, like a bunch of them crawl up and crawl up your legs. Others, they clearly can also fly and just a mass of them kind of like covers you. And so uh, from the perspective of Sundry and Darkblade, you see him like swarmed by these things where they've entirely surrounded his body. Can you go ahead? Um, and here's the deal. You can use any stat to make this roll to resist these beetles. But depending on the stat that you use, that'll depend how the rest of this goes. It's all very loosey-goosey. There's not like a, if you use uh, sharp, then it's this. But you can use any so, stat that you want and so make, try it, to describe it in a way that makes sense that you're like trying to fight off, essentially being possessed by these beetles.
2: So how about if I thematically want to kind of go for the reason this won't work is because, as he said, I am actually already dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, What stat do you think would be most appropriate for
1: that? You could do weird. You could just try to tough it out that your body is just too tough for this at this point, and you're just going to resist it. try weird. Sure, either one. It's
2: an unusual situation. Nine.
1: Nine. Okay, so on a seven to nine... You're going to have to give up something based on the stat that you just used.
2: Give up so. something based
1: on weird. Mm-hmm. So you will not be possessed, but in order to prevent yourself from being possessed, you're going to have to give up something based on the stat that you used. Uh, you tell me if
2: this is enough or not. But what if like, so when he changed to the monstrous playbook, he gained like that magical force attack. What if like you took away from the efficacy of that? Like currently does two damage, but there's one from now on or something like that.
1: Um, I could I could be down with that. Or another thing would be that like he begins to look way more, uh, like way more monstrous. I'm, that's I'm sure I that's another option. Do
2: that because I don't want to have start playing like a Nosferatu, where it's like, oh, now you live in the sewers for the rest of the game.
1: Okay. Yeah. So maybe just like some of the strength that you had seems to kind of like drain away. Take it
2: away entirely. Um, what if he can no longer use that like that attack? Like he okay, have that magical sort of like, you can't project his ability anymore. Now he's just he's just tough.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. feel like sapped of a lot of your energy as you're able to just kind of like resist this and almost so much of that energy goes into kind of like resisting these creatures from getting all over you that um, like once you clear these bugs off of yourself and you kind of roll around and you roll around in enough of the salt maybe and maybe Darkblade throw some more of that uh, lead shot on you um, you're able to kind of get enough of these beetles off of yourself, but afterwards you feel extremely drained of energy. Um, you can still keep going, but you know that like you don't have the amount of force. Deal. So these bugs fly off of um, off of Welker, and um, yeah, you just hear like you just hear dead meat is so much less appetizing anyway.
2: Welker trying like it's trying to be cool is like you're the one who's dead meat.
1: Sundry and Darkblade, what are you guys doing about this swarm of beetles that Welker just was barely able to sh- slush off of himself or sluss off of himself?
3: Hmm.
1: Stomping on them. but Catching a couple. Like, Maybe you
4: sh- you got a shotgun you said
3: earlier?
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll throw the salt. You finish him.
3: Alright. Here's the... Yeah, here's the lead. And then he's gonna just shoot a, a huge hole in the floor. What if
2: so like what if you like coated your bullets in like your, the blood which is copious at this point I imagine and then like mm-hmm. as Sundri's like throwing the salt in the air and you're shooting it's like all three ingredients
3: I'll put my hand over the muzzle of the shotgun so that the lead pellets carry blood um how about that I
1: oh man so you, you know what um I think that you realize I think that Darkblade, you make a realization that your blood is different from a normal person's. And I think mm-hmm. you realize that if you were to put enough of your blood just in the barrel of this gun, that process might work. All right. you, don't need to, you don't need to blast a hole through your hand, but if you were to just bleed enough into this, essentially doing one harm to yourself, mm-hmm. that could work. All right, he's going to cut a
3: deeper, deeper into the wound and start pouring it down the the barrel of the shotgun with his finger on the trigger. Also just like, mm-hmm. just very poor, um, it's yeah. very poor gun safety. Gotcha. And, yeah. He's like,
1: what's in, what's in here? Let me smell this. this yeah. smells funny.
3: And he keeps what like, I mean. he has his toe on like covering like the trigger, of the shotgun. And he like goes from like putting <laughs> his arm over it to like then looking down the barrel and then oh, putting man. it back over the, the, the balloon. And then, um, and then he shoots, he unleashes, into this circle of salt onto
1: the, the beetles all right um could you make a i guess this is a kick some ass roll for me
4: can i help him with the salt
1: yeah absolutely so if you guys are doing that together and if he if he ends up getting a, a six or a, a nine you could definitely kick it up to a seven or a ten. Oh, i got a rolled an 11 and i'm rolling tough so i got a 10. All right. Yeah. So you're able to kind of like blast this thing. There's so this swarm. Once, uh, once Welker is able to sloss it off, like most of them are in one location, and Sundry's able to kind of throw a bunch of this salt that he brought with him earlier on to the Robinette's house. He's able to throw this on there, and Darkblade shooting from this shotgun, um, and we see are able to see that like the, the the shot that comes out of it is kind of that opalescent weird color, and just tons of these beetles die and um, like through that and uh, Welker kind of like stomping at these things I think that you guys are able to effectively from your perspective have just mashed up and destroyed just a ton of these things and um, yeah we kind of come back to just this like mess of all this like carapace and that kind of stuff of uh beetle, she- beetle shells no they're only about like an inch at the most uh long they're fairly they're just slightly big beetles
3: that's huh, funny we can't fathom his power huh just squirmy little
1: mealy bugs and I, <laughs> yeah and i think yeah, Mother Thala will kind of look at what's going on and she'll say like, she'll kind of shake her head and say, this isn't over. I felt that thing and it's not gone. Where, Where is it? And um, I think that you can, at this point you like look up to a like a vent or something and just one of these, like you see one of these beetles like crawling into a vent uh, still,
4: vampire rat problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mo- yeah, Mother Thala will tell you that, like, she's like, it's still around. It's, it said it could be in many places at once. Is that the only, is that the only person possessed? We have no
2: reason to believe so. There was
4: she's said, two people previously. Those uh, two grandparents. We saw them, and- though.
1: And she'll say, "When that thing tried to uh, tried to swarm you," and she looks at Chase Walker. She says, "All of them, all of them, like surrounded your body. It seems almost as if that might try to meet up with the others. So, if there is if there is another one that's somewhere, if there are other ves- if there are other um, poor souls who have become vessels of this demon." it seems that that small bit of the creature may be, uh, attempting to join up with them.
2: Then like, as he's heading for the door, it's like, we need to go now then. And it's like, uh, beckoning in the rest of the team. It's like, we need to follow it.
1: Yeah. And so mechanically you guys will get a bonus to go find where this thing is.
2: Okay, cool. But before that, or like on the way to that, I'd like to like have a conversation with the three of
1: us. Sure. Yeah. So we see, uh, we see the three of you guys in the car. Mother Thala will like give you, she'll, she'll tell you, she'll, like, if you ask her to leave, she's not interested in leaving, but she'll give you essentially like holy water and she'll give you like, like a, like a book of prayers sundry. Um, she's like, you've seen, you've seen this. I know that you have faith. I know that you have conviction. And, um, and she'll look at the other, she'll look at Darkblade and Welker, and she's like, I don't know these men, but I can tell that there's something of that in them as well, though it may not be the same.
2: Mr. Welker will say, uh, we really appreciate your help, and uh, no matter what we believe, we are all on the same side, and I'll make sure that you are made whole for, you know, like, make a sweeping gesture, like the mess in this cathedral. He uh, says, we're indebted to you.
1: And... Uh, yeah, and she'll say, she'll say like, "I'm a, I'm a servant. If you wish to, if you wish to serve me, just serve the higher, simply serve the higher thing. I serve. Now go, like, get out of here. Um, yeah. So next, we see you guys in that van, I assume, right? Yeah, that works. Back in the Walker mobile, the Walker mobile, the Walker pod. Hmm. Um
2: so like if we like when we have like a private moment walker's gonna be like listen uh, about what went down in there i trust both of you with my life um, and uh i know that trust isn't misplaced but we need to come clean about what we just found out and i'll start i am dead and i don't know i don't know why and i'm still trying to figure out how and he'll like give like a very brief rundown of how he only realized recently that like he'd been resurrected by his own company, and he'll say, uh, "If that changes how you see me, that's all right. But know that I'm still, I still want to act, um, leading this team, making sure that we're safe and keeping other people safe. And I need to know, like looking at both of you, like that we're still on the same page and what pages we've been on before this."
3: Well, uh, Mister
4: Booker. I could give two shits of whether you're dead or alive. Uh, You're my friend. And uh, up until tonight, you've been uh, my best friend in all the world as far as I'm concerned. Um, But if you had anything to do with my wife's death, that's something I need to know about. Because everything else that demon said tonight was
0: true.
2: And Walker will shake his head and say, Listen, I was prepared to believe that we were learning all kinds of things about ourselves in there. But I'm telling you, sundry, Mr. Charms, or he'll say Sundry for maybe the first time. Say Sundry. Uh, I have no idea why it would say that. So I, I feel like it was only trying. He knew what would hurt you. And it said what would hurt most. It was desperate.
4: I think sometimes the truth is what hurts the most. But that doesn't mean you're lying now. And it doesn't mean that you're uh, a bad person. Uh, I know that better than most. Sometimes our actions have consequences beyond what we intend.
2: And Mr. Welker will say, um, I appreciate that. And are you like going to give like a rundown of what exactly your deal was with that devil?
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess he will. He'll just say, uh, look, I didn't become famous because I was talented. I became famous because I was a coward. And I, uh, I made a deal with something much more powerful than I could understand and i look to regret that and i'm sure that everything that's happening now and uh everything that happened to my family uh had its origins there but i turned my back on that shit, and uh damned if i can't set it to rights
2: and he said i've always i've always known you've had a past mr charms you've always been upfront about that this is a, a lot more past than i was expecting but what, i guess all i really need to know is um are you still a company man? Are you? Are you a company man?
4: Well, Mister Roker, I was never a company man, and I could give. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sell my soul to the devil or the Lure Company. I, I just. Uh, I don't care for, uh, for any any more masters, but uh, if it's a friend you're looking for, uh, and if it's an ally you you need, you can always
2: count on me. All right, and he'll nod and he'll look over at Mister Darkblade say uh same goes for you mr blade i i had never expected that um you're a friendly like you're a welcome face as far as i'm concerned wherever i am
3: thank you mr walker um yeah i really could when all said and done here maybe use you guys as help because i've got a I found something near where you live, and I go there at night. Visit him, and I'm pretty sure that he created me, and he is trapped in a place that you guys won't be able to see.
2: And Mister Walker say, Are you talking about Matlock? Yeah. That old devil. You know Matlock? Short, tabby cat, funny accent. He's, he looks um, like I mean, a cat. You mean, the,
4: the guy in the black Stetson. Yeah,
2: like, like, no Stetsons on this cat.
3: Oh, he's he's actually he's uh appears to me as in his own in his own realm as an Irish creature. Um, so I'm pretty sure that he's not a cat, but. He's Irish
2: and you say You're saying Matlock's taking up residence And he's like saying that's why You're coming to my house to see Matlock
3: Yeah He and my mother he and my mother Created me and I'm Trying to learn more about uh, Who I am from him Mr. Walker
2: Will say well Let us know when you find out because What does that make you so, yeah, your blood looked a little uh, a little shinier than I'd have expected.
4: Well, I don't know about you, but uh, Darklight is assuming you didn't kill my wife or uh, some other distant relatives that I don't know about. Uh, I give two shits if you're a leprechaun or a cat or, uh, or whatever else uh, uh, you can come up with. As far as I'm concerned, you're a good man.
1: And I think that that's uh, I think. Darkblade, I think that's when this can hit you. Uh, that demon had made reference to Mother Thala and like, the inability of any descendant of Adam. And then you remember at times that vampire and Matlock kind of referencing uh, the big people or sons of Adam or the um, as opposed to these kind of children of the earth Mm. And you realize that the blood that you utilized, like I said, is different from just a normal person's blood. I think uh,
3: I think that we might be able to use my blood against this thing. I think that it has a easier time against people. Uh, he keeps calling you guys uh, children of Adam. And I think that my origins might give us an edge against it. Um, now that sure as hell hurt cutting myself open like that. Um, don't know that I can do that 20 more times or 100 more times. But we should figure out a way that we can um, use this blood to uh, help rid the city of this, this fucking demon.
2: Amen to that.
4: Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, of course, uh, my vendetta against these evil things goes maybe a little further. And uh, uh, Mr. Welker, now that I know uh, maybe you had something to do with uh, what happened to me, I think it's only fear that you join me in my cause. And my cause is a fairly simple one I aim to kill the devil.
2: Mr. Welcome, so, oh, again, Sundry, I don't know about all that when it comes to what happened to you. But he says, uh, uh, it'd be a sad day if we weren't on the same side. Say so, so, we, all, we all want this bug. We're going to get it.
4: This bug I'm I'm less worried about. This bug we will get. But when the time comes, you have my back. You owe me.
2: Are you referring to the Sundry, specific here? Or...
4: Yeah, you killing his wife?
2: Mister Walker didn't do that.
4: According to the devil, he did, and according to um, who was who was it? No, uh, in,
2: in truth, he did do that. Yeah, but like you're asking him to make like amends to you for something he just told you he didn't do.
4: You didn't tell me you didn't do it. You told me you had no knowledge of doing it,
2: which is no. Different. He straight up says that's a bullshit lie. I never did that. Go well, as far as
4: sundry's concerned everything that demon said was true and so he doesn't put any stock in you denying it he just thinks that in good faith you don't believe you did it he still thinks you owe him
2: okay but you can see that from mr welker's perspective there's no way he's gonna be like yeah i probably did that i owe you
4: well what does walker think like do, do you have a specific rem- memory
1: of not doing it
2: he has no are you problem- like he has no memory of having done anything to do with your wife at all. Right, Austin?
1: Yeah, Welker doesn't have a memory of that night. And the company has fed him a line of, like, just falsehoods of what happened. So he doesn't know that the house that he and Bishop broke into was Sundry's house. He doesn't know that um, Sundry's wife was killed, that Maria, uh, Maria Charms was killed accidentally in that process. He doesn't know that Bishop was the one who killed him. Okay. He doesn't know that Bishop... Like, so So Welker doesn't know that stuff. Now, I would like to, at some point, have Welker get some kind of memory that pops up that gives him a clue about this and makes oh, him wonder. Sure. It, so, it definitely I, just came out at some point. I think rather uh,
4: yeah. than like Sundry trying to enlist him to kill the devil, uh, which is what I was just saying, like, I think that it makes more sense based on what Welker's told him um because i wasn't clear on what you're saying earlier carl it sounded like you were just saying like oh i i, I don't remember one way or the other and no no he was that, like very split, like was that's true. a
2: lie like this is all lies
4: i mean you said well uh, i don't want to get into semantics but um i think what essentially the way i view it outside of century per second is like you now have a duty of inquiry right like you have seen this yellow flag be raised that um Puts you on notice that uh, maybe your conduct here is suspect, or uh, maybe there's uh, more to the story than what Lorcor is telling you. And so I guess, like Sundry's piece of it would be like, Mr. Welker, I know you're a good man, and uh, uh, I've never seen you do anything to make me doubt you, and you've been a good friend of me. So, as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to trust that until I see otherwise. But everything that demon said in there was true. And uh, I think you owe it to yourself and maybe you owe it to me uh, to get to the bottom of all this.
2: Let's not lose this trail, as Lucky puts the card in the gear and says, I will have, I'll give you the proof.
1: Uh, Carl or Thundry, could you roll an eight-sided die for me? I'm sorry, Carl or Lee?
2: Oh, oh. oh who's, who's
1: gonna do? Who's gonna do it? Probably. You got a one. We see a beetle fly away from the Mary Queen of the Sea's shrine and through the city. It lands at the tire of a parked pickup truck. We hear the door of the truck open and see a pair of work boots emerge as the driver gets out. Welcome home. We hear a familiar woman's voice say. The camera moves up to reveal Addie Zem standing at her animal control truck. The beetle takes to the air, lands on her finger, and crawls up her arm. We see the insect crawl into Addie's eye, squeezing itself beneath her lower eyelid, as we hear another voice. Well, dag, there's certainly on dear. Says the deep voice of Mr. Heck, now leaning against the truck with his black Stetson tilted down, covering his eyes. He wasn't there before, but he sure is now. Heck, that's your problem. Always has been. You like big schemes. Big secret shit that can get revealed and get ruined. Not me.
0: Simple, straightforward. Effective's how I like it. Mm. (laughs) All right then. I guess being pushed out of all but one of your hosts. Is how you describe effective? Pushed
1: out maybe but not sealed up. Just taking what I can. Backed into a corner? Nah. Bidin' my time to lash out. Hmm. Trigger than I thought you'd be, dag. And just like that, Mr. Heck is gone, and Addie Zems, alone, hops in her truck. Opening a case on the passenger seat, Addie Zems takes out a tranquilizer dart and scrutinizes it. The truck then pulls onto the highway as the sun sets.
0: This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the monster of the Week system. A game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Glacier Bells by Daniel Birch. Churchy by Coven, Sad Songs Part 1, Bells by Fake Cats Project, Early Destiny and Weirding Way, both by Sir Cubworth, For You King by Ender Gunier, and Ghost Chase Thriller by Sir Cubworth. Join us next week for another thrilling episode of This American Monster, brought to you by This American Dice. And don't forget to check out our social media on Facebook. See you next week
1: you realize that there's a third component that's going to be necessary for um to pull this thing out of Virgil Sutherland. It's jizz. It's jizz.
3: All right. Yeah, so Darkblade unzips his pants nice. and unbuckles his pants mm-hmm. and starts um he just starts <laughs> pumping away. All right. <laughs>